Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Third and 10, Prescott up under center, makes points and makes a little change in the protection. Snap back, fakes the draw. Look out, Dak. Down he goes. Jordan Phillips blew right up the middle. They ran a little stunt. Prescott down for the third time. Brad Sham with the call. Felt like it was a lot more than three sacks with this offensive line getting torn up from the inside. What about Terrence Steele? Another terrible game for Terrence Steele, your boy, Bobby? Yeah, it didn't look good. And not just my boy. You guys had a great interview with him a couple years ago. He's a he's salt-of-the-earth gentleman. Uh, he's He's been good in the last couple weeks. Yesterday did not look good. I haven't gotten a chance to watch it but i did notice there were a few different times where it was like that looked like he got beat so watching it again i'm sure it's not gonna look pretty all right all you loud mouths yesterday on twitter this is your moment i gave seven of you the phone number i said eight o'clock call and, and talk that big seven call on the radio hundred thousand watts and let's see if you bring that same energy john mcclure remory 56 jake nate brian casey all y'all bark, all loud, talk all that smack yesterday on social media, whining and crying about the referees. Call into the show. Oh, you got a red carpet rolled out for you. 877-881-1053. Bobby Belt in Choppy's chair for the week. I do have an excuse, though. I have a legitimate excuse for the Cowboys' lack of toughness and James Cook, that performance against them. You ready? I can't wait. Cowboys were sick. Okay. Ill. The illness. Didn't we give a star up, though, to one of the guys who was sick? Like, one of the guys who was sick was one of the old ones who looked like he was playing okay, Stefan Gilmore? Well, it was the least amount of star ups in the history <laughs> of the show. But uh, to 10 players battling through it, 10 players going out there not feeling great. Maybe that was the explanation for James Cook looking like Thurman Thomas. Bam! I mean, you know what? We, we can give it there. I didn't know if anybody in the trenches was sick. Nobody in the front seven I didn't hear had any sort of uh, flu or anything else, but... Oh, uh, I mean, we did have the, did, did you panic at all? Or did you think Micah Doncic when he went and grabbed his knee early in the well, game? Well, that wasn't, that wasn't drama. That was bad. Did you think that one that was, was bad? a hyperextension, like falling into it? I'm like, ah, oh, that stinks. But Micah toughed it out. He was back out there. Oh my God. Is this the famous, uh, is this the famous Jimmy and Plano? You ruined the morning show. Oh man. Jimmy and Plano. Peyton said, take his fa- uh, call first here on Sean and RJ with star up, star down brought to you by the big green egg. Jimmy. You're live. Good morning, gentlemen. Morning. What's up? First and foremost, star up to Brandon Aubrey for being the only productive player on the Cowboys roster. That's right. That's and, right. Uh, Bobby, Bobby, you called me a P-word a couple weeks ago for hanging up the phone when I had to go into work because you uh-huh. wanted to talk about Dak Stets. Let's talk about Dak Stets there, MVP. Yeah, I'd, lo- I'd love it. What, this is three weeks later, Jimmy? You're going to call after the one bad game in eight weeks? That makes sense. Go yep, ahead. You- Hit me. Yep, because, it, because what does an MVP do, Bobby? What does an MVP do? They're the most valuable player, right? Not mm-hmm. the most valuable player for a three-week stretch? 
Uh, that wasn't three weeks. That was like eight weeks. But I mean, I, oh, I, I would I would say that I would say that Vegas and the entire gambling market listing him as the favorite probably said that over the stretch of the season they had a oh, better yeah, argument did, for it what, than you did, Jimmy. What did yesterday tell you? That he He's lost a, a game, right? Uh, yeah, I mean yeah. he he lost a game. Like I mean, do you honestly expect like things to just be like smooth sailing every single game, every single week, Jimmy? No, no. I expect him to. Pl- I expect him to play like he makes two million dollars a game to play the game. What do you expect? <laughs> well, I, Jimmy, you do acknowledge he was playing like an MVP, right? He was. He was legitimately, legitimately at the top of the conversation for a reason. Correct. I, I have said since the day he got drafted, Dak is a good quarterback who has great games, and you need to stop with the MVP nonsense because Dak is a good quarterback who has great games. When everything is perfect and he has 15 seconds each play to throw the ball, yes, he plays like an MVP. But the moment, the moment he has even the slightest setback, he turns into what he did yesterday against Buffalo. (laughs) And it would just be nice if any one of the talking heads in the Dallas sports media could acknowledge that because it's the truth. 15 15 seconds. Vegas, And I don't care what the NFL Network says. you, You guys say it all the time. They're there to get clicks. They're not there to talk the truth 15 seconds to throw though when you say 15 seconds to throw like you know this is the highest sack percentage he's had in the last like six years right like the pressure rate is higher now than it's been recently like in his entire career so how's that everything going perfect except like having 15 seconds to throw that's awesome so tell me about the super bowl that tom brady won where he had five uh pro bowl linemen i'll, I'll wait okay but the, it, it completely that's a long negates. blinker he's got it. he's waiting for that blinker he's turn morning, yeah so. he's waiting for the he's sitting he's sitting there right in his turn lane uh no yeah that's the thing is that to say everything's got to be perfect and he's got to have 15 seconds to throw then it's like okay well he hasn't recently he's been pressured a ton relative to the last few years yeah you then can't flip it around and go because well his, tell me about brady's five pro bowl offense okay well that's a different you're you're orlovsky because Great, his, jimmy because dad legs have been a humongous X factor and the reason he's using some of those legs is because pressure escape in the pocket and look he didn't play well yesterday the biggest question I need you and brought us to answer love the star podcast were receivers not getting open or do we have to worry about this shell coverage look are our teams right now in these final few weeks of the regular season going to tell Mike McCarthy's offense you are not hitting us for big plays anymore you are going to run the football, which they may have a problem doing. It's a question mark. And you're going to have 12-play drives. That's what you're going to do. You're not you're not getting Brandon Cooks deep early on in the game. Is it a concept thing? Was it a separation thing? Or was Dak just not seeing it and he was off? That has to be answered about the offense. I don't think it's a shell thing because Philly and Carolina hit him with shell coverage. And he was... He was fine. Okay. And so this good. yesterday, I think that's was, my biggest concern. No, yesterday, I just, I don't think he was very good. Like, I think he wasn't very good. And I think a lot of people weren't very good. Jesse and Oak Cliff. Jesse, you are live on the Boomer Jacks Bar and Grill Hotline. Go ahead, boss. Shout out to Sean and RJ and, and Bobby. Love you. Um, I just feel like, man, we all, we start, we start getting our hopes up again. And then we see the same back again, man. It's just like, man, man, why can't we get past this, this uh, humiliation? Um, and then they, go, they, they they broke a record on us as far as running the ball. Uh, mm-hmm. I want to say I want to say one thing to Bobby. Bobby, you don't ever 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 wear no enemy shirt to a game. Uh, that's horrible. That was Peyton. That was Peyton. Oh Peyton, yeah, don't <laughs> ever do that, man. Yeah, that was bad. You 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 should Oops. be you should be banned from the Longhorn fan base. 
Already Honestly, oh, I'm, playoffs, I, I'm not even joking. You shouldn't be allowed to root for them in the Final Four. Sandler's just lighting us up. That's all he's been texting about. Your relationship is going nowhere. Uh, my wife would never buy me anything that's not USC because I won't wear it. Wow. It'd be one thing if she got you like a Boston College shirt or something. This school was a conference rival of your favorite team. Well, he called Tech a rivalry. I, I'm sorry. Yeah, not a rivalry. It's just an opponent. I point. know, Go but on. you can't wear a Texas Tech shirt. Like, she bought you a Texas Tech shirt for the bowl game? Man. Ask Texas Tech fans what they think of Longhorns. Ask them what they think of Longhorns and then tell me that oh, you Oh, she tells me all the time, yeah. yeah I so, said if, if I bought you something, she would say, oh, I'm not wearing it. But, wow, so yeah. she has more uh, more sports morals than you do, Peyton. If Sarah, if Sarah had RJ wear a Gator shirt, would you view that as a humongous sports crime? Yes. Okay, what's the difference? But because I'm not I don't want to make this relationship about like, oh, sports are like gonna be above everything. Like I because I, I As you're I, sitting in a bowl game. Well, that's that's her like, like that was her thing though. She wanted to go to the bowl. Would game, you would so. you uh, se- I'm just, several I'm, questions. If she got you an Eagles shirt, would you wear it? No. If she got you a Spurs shirt, would you wear it? Uh, uh sure, I don't care about the Spurs. If she got you an Astro shirt, would you wear it? Yeah, no. Okay, so that yeah, clearly says that big of a deal that, to me, man. But, it'd be different if it was OU or A and M. That's the two schools I will not wear. OU A and M. That's different. It's, tech, it, tech is just another opponent. It sounds okay. very much. It sounds very much like you're just not as much of a diehard of the Longhorns as you are the other team. He's trying to say because it's not a real rivalry that it's like yeah. fifty-seven to seven. Whatever we beat him this you're year. You're so insignificant. Uh, like whatever. I'll put on your. I'll don your shirt. Um, all right, back to the phone lines for Cowboy calls here on Sean and Bobby. Jeff and Keller, you're next up on the fan. Good morning, boys. Bobby, you know what, Bobby? I'm oh, gonna give it to you. I lo- this is—is is this Lions, up. Jeff? I love Lions, Jeff. Y- yes, it is. Yes, okay. sir. So last night I was trying to channel. Did you guys ever see that movie Cape Fear with Robert De Niro? Ah, it's been he like 15 son. years. Remember when he was coming up out of the water, going counselor? Yeah, counselor. <laughs> That's what Miami and Detroit's <laughs> offensive lines are saying right now because. <laughs> It's back a couple years ago. What year was that, Bobby? Where they were getting their stool pushed in on the run right up the middle. 2020. 2020. Okay. That was bad last night. And Detroit's offensive line is much better than Buffalo's. But it's at home, so I'm a little nervous. If Miami stuffs you guys up, then then I got a problem. But that that was bad yesterday. It was like, remember, Sean, you guys used to revoke band cards? You yeah. and RJ? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we're looking at here. So Jeff brings that up, and you were talking about how Detroit is more physical. We're looking at the possibility of three straight emasculations. Not three straight losses, y'all. We're looking at the possibility of three straight humiliations from a physical standpoint. What Buffalo did yesterday, look at what the Dolphins do in the run game. And they may just be an athletic embarrassment with A-Chan. Gosh, I'm still bitter I didn't draft him. And Raheem Mostert setting franchise records for touchdowns. And then Detroit. I think of Detroit is like finesse, Jared Goff. I can't get California and Jared Goff out of my California. 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 Uh, but there's Jeff saying that they're more physical than Buffalo with Gibbs and Montgomery. Well, that's three straight possible physical matchups where the Cowboys get punked like they are Known to do. All right, X-Man in South Carolina has been the most patient. X-Man, you're live on the fan. Good morning, fellas. What's up? Good morning. Uh, I was just want to talk about, man, that was a wasted opportunity yesterday. And you can't win on the road. Now, now you got this next game in Miami on the road. You're probably going to end up with the fifth seed. 
So that means you're going to be on the road in the playoffs. And I'm agreeing with you, Bobby and, and Sean. And it's going to be another win in first-round playoff, and we're done in round two. Yep. Then I'm going to give a star up to Pollock. Pollock played lights out yesterday. And we won't show up on the stat sheet, but he just looked like he had a little bit more burst in his, in his step yesterday. Mm-hmm. That was off the whole game. I mean, even from the first snap, from the first play, it just looked like it just wasn't there. The team just looked solid. Yep. You know, and this is one of those – after one of these losses here, where McCarthy needs to go up to Jerry Jones' office and ask him what the hell did he put on that field yesterday. <laughs> Thank you, guys. I appreciate you for taking my call this morning. Thanks for, thanks for being on hold, and thanks for the patience, and thanks for being a Tolo, man. We appreciate you. Now, how much of a break should we give them? I think it was uh, – who was the homer, self-admitted? Leon. Leon. You Yes, you can't win – you can't win, you know, just seven, eight in a row. They had won five in a row. And then this game. But it's just the way that they lost this game. This is what I thought this about. Was a, this was a bad, bad, bad quit and non-show-up factor. I thought about this with Will yesterday because Will was trying to Will go Chambers? back and forth. Yeah, Will, Will, <clears throat> Will Chambers and I were trying to uh, talk about this, and we were going back and forth a little bit. And Will had said that he's like, look, they, they, they've won several in a row. Like, like, what is it that you want them to do? And I was like, well, it's the, it's, it matters who it is and when it is. When they're on the road against good teams, they lose every time. That's what happens to them. They, they, when they go on the road, again, like, I mean, let's just think about this. And this is something that Dak has to answer. And everybody knows that I'm the biggest Dak fan in the world. Outside of the playoff game against Tampa, like if we're just talking regular season games, like think of what are the signature road victories in his career in the regular season. It's like Pittsburgh is a rookie. Green Bay is a rookie. Outside of that, what really stands out as, oh, my gosh, that was a, a fan, New England probably in 21. That was a big one. But, I mean, it's there, there's not a lot that's on his ledger, and they've got to be better at, on the road than they are. Uh, Jeff in Utah listening on 105.3 The Fan. Go ahead, Jeff. You're live. Hey, morning, uh, Sean and Bobby. Good oh. to be with you guys. Thank I you. just need to vent a little bit. Um, I was listening to an early segment, Sean, where you said um, – uh, we as fans uh, seem to not really blame the players as much, and I agree with you, but I need to go off a little bit on this coaching staff a little bit. Yeah. I agree with you. Why does nobody really hammer Dan Quinn? That first drive yesterday when they just got curb stomped, ran down their throat, I'm just like, it's going to be like this all day. Mike McCarthy not challenging that flag when Buff or that fumble when Buffalo's running up to the yep. um, digs, the digs to, fumble uh, the line of scrimmage. Yeah, that drove me nuts. That's a that's a sign. Throw the challenge flag. Yeah, and then uh, Bones Fossil, him having that uh, communication with Bones Fossil on the sideline on Sam Williams' penalty that should have been blocked. But you're deep in Buffalo territory. We don't need a putt block in that situation in the weather conditions. It's just we don't have any discipline, especially on defense, dumb penalties, uh, continuously every week. It drives me absolutely crazy. Yes. And I, I just don't know. Uh, Mike McCarthy, I think what he's done the past three years have been great, over 10 wins, but I wasn't happy when they hired him. Um, Dan Quinn, you saw what he did in Atlanta when he was the head coach. He, he was over that defense. They were awful. I just don't know. Yeah. But like you said, Sean, the players take uh, need to take some of the blame as well. They're not. Uh, there's no discipline there. But I don't agree with Jimmy in regards to Dak Prescott. Uh, we wouldn't be where we were over the last seven games, yeah. six games, without the way Dak Prescott's been playing. So I'll hang up and listen. Love you guys. Listen to you every day on Odyssey here in Utah. Great call, man. Thank you, buddy. Thank you. Oh uh, yeah, Jimmy's a hater. 
Jimmy is a Dak Prescott hater, no doubt about it. Yes, Bobby is a homer, but Jimmy is a hater. Um, and, 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 yeah, Dan Quinn wears his hat backwards and, you know, awesome, smiling all the time, fist pumping. He, uh, he gets free pass. Free pass all the time. 877-881-1053. Truckwreck.com. Text line here on a Cowboys Monday. Brought to you by Ciroc Vodka and the Big Green Egg. Below the belt. Ruined. Coming up mm-hmm. at 840. Around the rest of the NFL, the Hail Mary that was dropped. And, y'all, we got a problem with the pitching staff of the World Series champs. A big problem. We'll talk about the Max Scherzer news next. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Fields. Chased by Garrett. Flushed. Looking. Sets up. Throwing deep. Hail Mary. End zone. Deflected. Oh. Tipped and intercepted. Almost caught. How did Will Chambers take that, Mr. Chicago Bear fan? Or was he happy to get higher up with that draft pick? The Browns survive behind Joe Flacco throwing that touchdown pass to Amari Cooper. Cleveland is 9-5, and five, and they beat the Bears 20-17. to 17. How did he not catch that freaking football for the Hail Mary? How did he not catch it? Sitting there right in his bread basket. Right so, there. So, Will yesterday, by the way, was just, he was kind of devastated about it. And I was asking him, I was like, why do you, it's, Y'all are not going anywhere. He's like, I know. He's like, I don't know what it is. I don't know why it upsets me so much. Like, I know they're not going anywhere. This doesn't matter. It's the brat. Like, what does it matter if they beat this team? But for some reason, it really upsets me. But what was interesting yesterday, and I noticed, I, I watched a little bit of the, the Cleveland-Chicago game, and I was in here where Broadus and I were talking about it during a break, during the pregame show, and Brian was like, man, you watch Fields sometimes, and he'll throw the ball at times, and you're just like, holy cow, there's something there. Like, you really, like, you'll at times see him throw the ball, and you're like, he's got special talent. And then there are other times where he just looks completely inept. Like, he has no clue what he's doing. And those are some of the most frustrating players to have as your quarterback because it's it's a tough place to be in as a franchise because you start looking at it and going, 
you 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 don't want to hold on to the potential too long and ignore the flaws, but you also don't want to just accentuate the flaws and let go of a special talent and then they rally and become something else. Ryan Tannehill became something later on down the road. You don't want an issue like that to crop up. Texans survived the Titans with all the throwback jerseys. No C.J. Stroud. Case Keenum gets the W, and the Texans survived to move to 8-6. and six. So this was another interesting discussion that Will and I had yesterday. Well, or maybe I thought it was interesting because I was drunk. half drunk. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but Will had brought up the point that he said, you know, I think, you know, the Texans have been around for 20 years now, and it doesn't feel like we've gotten used to the Texans as an organization. Like, like it's still, they, they feel kind of on the periphery of the NFL. He's like, I wish that like a similar situation with when the Browns moved to Baltimore and became the Ravens, like since the Titans are the Titans, that should be accessible to Houston again. Like Houston should be able to go back to being the Oilers. We should have the Houston Oilers again. And I thought about it. I was like, you know what? That probably would help them from just a national branding perspective because the Texans do still feel kind of like this expansion team, even though it's been 20 years now. Yeah. Uh, Man, I was hoping that the Chiefs would lose. Uh, But New England is New England. 27-17. Kansas City, Kadarius Toney struck again, hit a bobbled pass that he should have caught easily that turned into an interception. Andy Reid was fined 100000 Mahomes fined 50000 for the whining and the crying over the offsides. And Brandon Aubrey, courtesy of Zach Wolchuk, Brandon Aubrey is now the only kicker remaining who has not missed a field goal this year after Harrison Bucker missed. And I was like, Aubrey guaranteed he's going to miss. Uh, in the wind, in you the thought, elements. Well, they'd have to Sean. score for him to have a chance. Uh, so that did not happen. I, it's it's look. I love this. Is not this is their job. It's a very tough job after a game like yesterday, which is the the wonderful Cowboys PR staff over there. After every game, they've got to send out their little one sheet. Which this is sad. Hey, here's some news and notes and stuff like that. Some some statistics. It's it's a a wonderful service they do that they send that off to media people so it gives them some talking points that they can use and. And some research that they know is verified. Man, yesterday, the lead note. There, there's a lot of Brandon Aubrey in these notes. There's also, top one, Dallas allowed 15 pass attempts today. The last time a Cowboys team allowed 15 or fewer pass attempts in a game was in 2000 against Tampa All- Bay. Allowed? <laughs> what is that? How did you, what, what a spin job that is. The Cowboys allowed 15 pass attempts they, because they ran it down your spine. Look, I mean, there's there's space that has to be filled here. Good lord, and, y'all! And they were they were digging Come deep. On, Trey Han, I, I, no, I I respect whoever did that. I I don't. I'm not sure who would have been uh, if that would have been Bront or or who it was. But man, that's someone a, throws a Peyton Manning throws for 500 yards on you. The Cowboys allowed 40 <laughs> rush yards. Uh, the, the defense. What was, are you supposed to do, right? So even, like, I, they should have left it blank. My star up is blank. Their, their their game notes should I do, have been blank. So, compliments. Some of their game notes are fantastic here, though. Like they they will give you some like every single game note that game release that you get. They'll give you the Cowboys record when the broadcast crew is with them. So the Cowboys are now four and two when it's uh, Burkhart and Olsen this year. Worst loss of the day probably goes to the Atlanta Falcons. They lost to the two and twelve Panthers nine to seven. Did you see the crowd shots? Florio took a shot at halftime. This was supposed to be the, four, crowd? the 45 cent game. <laughs> yeah, the 45 cent game, which I was thinking about that. So, yeah, if you would now, to be fair, 500 level seat. There, there was a ticket available on StubHub or Ticketmaster, one of them. It was a 500 level seat, a single seat, and it was in a rain game for the Panthers. 
45 cents is probably too much. And they're dealing with East Coast weather. Yes. And so that was that was going to be a brutal game to attend. But I started thinking about it, and I was like, what is the amount? Because you would have to pay me to go to that game. All that info, like if I have to sit for the whole game in the 500 level, a single seat by myself in the rain for the Panthers, I started thinking about it. I was like, what's the amount? And I think it's like, I don't know, 75 bucks is probably what you have to start at minimum, maybe more. And my parking has to be paid for. I'm not going to yeah. do I, I like I'm not going to pay for parking either. This isn't the Rangers ALDS. I'm, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> All right. Speaking of the Rangers, what a segue. We are, in case you're new to the show in the station, we're your home of the World Series champs. Yeah, we are. Max Scherzer is not going to be joining us for the start of the season or probably the first half. Scherzer underwent surgery to repair the herniated disc. Chris Young told this to reporters. So now you got Max, DeGrom, and newly signed Tyler uh, Tyler Malley all expected to return from injuries in the middle of the season. So we got two-plus months of the year with rotation question marks for the Rangers. Here's how the rotation currently stands. Avaldi, Gray, Heaney, Cody Bradford, and Dane Dunning. That's the opening rotation for the defending champs as the bodies and the arms have fallen apart. Get it together, Jack Leiter. Get it together, Owen White. Uh, we we need some help here in this rotation. And it's certainly not going to come via free agency. Uh, Cause I mean that right now they're just, they're not spending. They, they don't, it doesn't seem like they have the capital to get things done right now. They're not liquid enough. Uh, they, <laughs> they might say, but man, this is, this is awful news. And this was something that like, I think we all felt like watching Scherzer at the end of the year that it felt like so much. It, it felt like a much bigger deal the entire time than they were talking about. And, and, it, and it felt like it was just on the verge of, going really south really fast with him and you know the issues with man my back tightened up or this tightened up I couldn't loosen it up I couldn't do this or that it was incredibly admirable the way he fought to get back and and to pitch a little bit there down the stretch for the Rangers but man this is this is a brutal start to the offseason for the Rangers this has just not been a good run they're gonna need one of the Dane Dunning to be the man again are you surprised Office. Shohei Otani didn't sign here just for the fact that he has a torn uh, UCL? <laughs> like, hey, I've had Tommy John, too. I can hang out with all the guys rehabbing. You find any other reason to hate Shohei over the weekend? Anything new? Man, Anything I, you want to pick apart? I'm not kidding. I did look. I specifically looked. I was like, let me see if I can find another story. What I did find was, did you see the ESPN story inside Shohei Otani's $700 million contract with the Dodgers? This is... It's no wonder the Dodgers are, are kings. It's no wonder that they were able to sign Shohei Otani. So back in 2017, when they were courting Shohei Otani and they didn't get him, uh, the Dodgers had planned a final pitch. And part of that pitch was going to be a minute or so long video clip at the end of the pitch that they were like, ah, this will be the real cherry on top. This is going to sell them hard. They did not get that final meeting with Shohei Otani. So they were never able to use it. But somebody, some heady individual there in the Dodgers organization held on to it and knew, hey, we, we've got to hold on to this and use it again. And boy, the power it probably had today versus what it would have in 2017 is nuts. It was a video clip of one of Otani's competitive idols, competitor idols. Kobe Bryant had wow. recorded a special message for the Dodgers, like pitching Shohei on you know, competition and and joining the Dodgers organization and, you know, talking competitor to competitor. And Shohei Otani's interpreter spoke with ESPN. Somebody finally was able to access Otani. 
uh, and said that was one of the highlights of the whole meeting. I was really surprised to see it. It was a strong and touching message, which I got to imagine the power of that. If you were to see a video yes. years after his death where it's like, oh, my gosh, like I never even knew this existed. Yes. And here he is speaking directly to me. That has to that has to give some weight when you're going through these negotiations with teams. So last week, Bet Online sent me the World Series odds. Uh, you and Pepe can combine here to try to get this correct. The favorite to win the championship is who? The Dodgers. It is. The Los Angeles Dodgers at 11 to 2. After that, the Braves. It is. At 7 to 1. After that, the Yankees. Yes. Did you read my email? I did not. Okay. The Yankees jumped the Rangers after the Soto trade. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay. 9 to 1 for the Yankees. State of the art. After that, Baltimore Orioles. No. Damn. Uh, Houston Astros. Yes. Next. Oh, crap. Uh, let's go Baltimore again. No. Damn it. Um, Philadelphia Phillies. Good job, Pepe. They're tied with somebody. Ooh. Let's go Milwaukee. Us. The champs. Oh. Ah, the Rangers. 11 to 1. Now, this was before the Scherzer. I was going to say, does Vegas know about all the Tommy Johns we have over Th- here? This was before <laughs> the Scherzer knew. So, in order, Dodgers, Braves, Yankees, Armpit, Filthy, Rangers, then the Orioles and the Blue Jays, then Tampa, and then Arizona, who is not tucking and running. They're trying to build. They're trying to add. Uh, AL MVP favorite is Aaron Judge. Followed by Soto, then Seeger at eight to one. No other Rangers in the top ten. NL MVP Acuna, then Shohei Mookie Betts. Got to remember Shohei is not pitching. AL Cy Young Garrett Cole, Fromber, Gaussman, Castillo, Dane Dunning. And I went to look for Scherzer. He was twenty-five to one. See you later. Nathan Avaldi is thirty-three to one. Cy Young favorites. Strider, Wheeler, Logan Webb, Gallon, Corbin Burns. So that's a little bit of your baseball fix on your home of the World Series chance. Peyton, you are the Rangers prophet with all the predictions. Are you feeling down or still optimistic? I, I was down. The Scherzer news hit me because I did not expect that to be that long of an injury. And then you, the DeGrom news on top of it, we're most likely not getting Montgomery, didn't get Shohei. So it's just everything's piling up at once. Nothing's going our way right now, but we're still defending champs. We still have the offense. That, that's the only thing really right now that we're looking forward we to. We do. We have Texas Tech Red Raider Josh Young, and that's a big boost yeah. for them, Peyton. Did anyone have a problem with Dak being left out there in the rain? What star ups do you actually have? And there's a report about a Mike McCarthy extension, plus some Brian Broaddus film study of yesterday's disaster and below the belt after this. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. The great Bobby Belt. You ruined the morning show. Don't make me take off my belt. Don't make me no, take no, off my belt. We're not. Second and goal from the three. Under center. Allen will give the ball to Murray. And he's going to be. Oh, no. He's crossing the goal line. 
Hold on. Looks like they stopped him just short. Now it's a touchdown. Looked like a touchdown. They didn't signal touchdown. And finally, Latavius Murray slithers in for the Buffalo touchdown to start the game. Let's plagiarize Brian Broaddus, shall we? The great Brian Broaddus was uh, listening to us here just a few minutes ago. Asked him to come on. Said he was too busy. Big timed us. He slatered us. See, I got to watch the offense. I've, uh, sent us his defensive. Oh, I'm proud of you for that ref. <laughs> wow, Bobby getting in on the. <laughs> that uh, took you a I second. Know, how Slater has not heard all these things I've thrown her way. It's over a the bad past running joke, Bob. Month and not hit me up or heard it whatsoever. She must not be in. Uh, she must not be a Tolo. But Broaddus sent us the defensive notes. We're like, come on, talk about it. Love the star, buddy. And he goes, nope, now i got to watch the offense. So Brian's notes are going to be, I, I've just kind of flipped through them and gotten an idea of what Brian was looking at. It's specifically the running plays that he's got notes on. And here's the thing. Yeah, because there were no passing plays. They didn't have to. I don't believe in, which shout out to Brian Broaddus, those glasses, the prescription you got, buddy, must be working great because this is about six-point type that you put these uh, notes into. <laughs> and even at six-point type, single-spaced, uh, Sean, this is three pages of notes on running plays because there were just that many damn runs from the Buffalo Bills. But just to kind of summarize, because the way this is written out, it, it, it wouldn't read very well as as notes. It's not like a cheat sheet. But it's just kind of lo- looking over it and looking at some of the stuff he's seen here. This was a bad game for Damone Clark. Damone Clark at linebacker got worked pretty bad in the run game, it looks like. And They're, to the- me, the worst play of the entire game, the epitome, everything that summarizes it, the microcosm, whatever you want to say, Damone Clark gets carried down the damn field inside the 10 by Bill's offensive player. Carried, elevated, slammed to the ground, and then the dude dropped all 300 pounds on top of him, and I was like, oh, oh, that was a crime scene. Manhandled, dominated, then injured at the end of it. Yeah, this is this was not a good game for, game for Damone Clark. Uh, there's a couple different notes here from Brian. Says he guessed wrong or he got blocked up. He was in the wrong spot. You had some of that yesterday. Uh, this also doesn't look like it was a very good game for uh, Mozzie Smith. Oh, which okay, Ma- a lot of broadest Mozzie Smith messages to me from the Tolos. When everyone's like, "Where's Mozzie? What's going on?" Uh, I I was like, "I don't." I don't hear anyone really defend Mozzie. A couple Tolos were like, and I don't know who to believe. They were like, no, Broadus defends him. But then some others say Broadus has said he's slow off the ball. What has he been saying about Mozzie and what about yesterday? That, that is what he's said about him, that he has been slow off the ball. And that's the biggest problem that Mozzie runs into pretty quickly or, or, or pretty consistently is that Mozzie is just, he's he's not very quick off the ball. That is a consistent issue. I don't know if this is, a, and I've talked about this with Broadus before. I need to ask some people around the NFL about this. I think that's a that's looks like a Michigan issue because Rashawn Gary during his career at Michigan he was that was something that stood out he was pretty slow off the ball Taco Charlton was not quick off the ball like and and I mean those are two different players Taco Charlton flamed out Rashawn Gary's turned into a good pro I wonder if there's just something about that Michigan defensive line scheme that causes them to be a little bit slow or, or they're not being coached properly on on some of those snap instincts and other things like that but Man, this was. There's a lot of notes in here about Mozzie just not playing very well, and that's the biggest thing. Brian has a note here early on. Mozzie getting, you know, he's slow off the ball, which I noticed that on I think the second snap of the game that he was late coming off the ball. Uh, you've got some notes in here about Mozzie getting turned around, getting pinned, getting blocked out. In general, this looks like a, a game where there's some guessing that was wrong, but just looking over Brian's notes here, man, it looks like they just got blocked up and dominated. 
And, and there's a there's a bunch of notes in here too about Carl Davis, who was called up from the practice squad, uh, former Iowa defensive tackle who had been with Baltimore and a couple other teams that they've had on the practice squad for a couple weeks had to call up. Carl Davis, it does not look like from Brian's notes, had a good game here. He There was specifically one play where Davis guessed wrong and slanted one way while everybody else slanted the other, and the ball got ran at the opening that was left by Davis. And the other issue here that is not going to make anybody uh, feel very good, especially those who argued earlier in the show for Micah Parsons, looks like uh, Brian saying they ran at Micah Parsons a few times. Like they, they looked for him. They sought him out and had some success doing it. J-Ron Curse has responded to that call on him saying, did not lower my head or shoulder, did not make contact with the crown of my helmet. What am I supposed to do at NFL officiating? And Micah Parsons was asked after the game, not just about the home and road disparity. What about this defense getting all these flags? I mean, super deflated. I, I think that changed the whole momentum of the game, changed the course of the game. Um, you know, they might get three on that third down. We get off the field, though, um, and they don't get any points on them next two drives. We make them earn it. I, I mean, if you just told me... Um, I mean, I think that changed the whole momentum of the game, forced our offense to be in certain situations, not letting them get into their full game plan and things like that. Uh, those those crucial penalties really hurt. They really hurt. And uh, time and time again, we come on the road and we face these crucial penalties and we just can't overcome it. That's just something we got to look at. That's fair. It's a, I, I mean, he's he's looking at it the right way, I think. They, they've got to reflect a little bit. This is no time to sugarcoat what your problems are you're about to head into the postseason you you cannot have your head in the sand on on these issues this hopefully was a wake-up call I I think they got a wake-up call against San Francisco in week five I think it definitely made them address some certain things I don't think you can fix the effort is the only thing you can fix I don't think you can I don't think you can fix toughness you're either you're either tough or you're not I, I don't know if Dan Quinn can give some hype speech. I don't know if Mike McCarthy or Jerry Jones can can scare a backbone into the defense when they're getting run down. Now, I guess effort. That's it. But, yeah, I need to – we'll hopefully have this for 9 o'clock. I need because to, when, that, when, those, when that first pileup happened, you knew they were in trouble. When you get pushed back eight yards, that shows give up. That shows fight. That shows resistance. And – when the Cowboys get involved in these pileups, they usually go backwards. That's why Jake Ferguson is my favorite player. Unfortunately, he plays offense. He doesn't play on that other side of the ball. You know, Bassick says this team will fold up and quit on you real quick. Oh, and they don't get up 14 nothing. They're not the finesse front runners that they are. Fold up and get embarrassed like they did over and over and over and over again. Are you embarrassed? Yeah, look, I mean, that's the thing. It is a, a question that physicality, that toughness, those sorts of things. I don't think, like when you talk about the effort there, I don't think they lacked effort yesterday. I didn't think they were, they didn't strike me as gutless yesterday. They It looked like they were trying, it just looked like they got their asses kicked. Yeah. Like San Francisco was bad. San Francisco, they took your will, and in the second half, you didn't look like you were very interested in playing football. The only time yesterday that I can recall that they were not showing a lot of effort was at the very end. At the very end of the of the game, when Cook had that 24-yard touchdown run, his longest run of the game, by the way, he got he went for 179 on you without breaking like a 60-yarder. He just was gashing you consistently. And that 24-yard touchdown run at the end, it felt like the last 10 yards of it, they had no interest in pursuing. It was just like, all right, he's going in. Let's just let's get out of here. All right, Michael Gelkin seemed to have a big problem with Dak Prescott. Pepe had a problem as well, I think, 
with Dak Prescott being left in that game at the end while they were getting worked in the rain. 8-18 left. Bills are up 31-3. to I did not have a problem with it. And I'm usually the first one to yell and scream about this. Get them off the field. Stop letting Micah Parsons tell you when he's going to play, control his playing time. I didn't have a problem with it because my biggest offensive concern coming from this game, and that's why I'm waiting for Broadus to finish the offensive study, is this Vic Fangio 2.0? Is this is this a shell coverage, too high look, zone, blueprint that other teams are going to try and copy? Who's the defensive coordinator you're facing this week? Uh, who is the Dolphins defense coordinator? Oh, Fangio. Fangio. Yeah. Yeah. Messed up my smooth joke. Sorry. Uh, so I don't know. I don't watch as much football as you. That's right. So I was like, why is Dak hesitating? Are, 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 you tell me Brandon Cooks and C.D. Lamb all of a sudden aren't getting open? You tell me Jake Ferguson all of a sudden can't get open against a team who's missing a lot of defensive guys because of injury? I know that Michael Gallup never shows up. He's MIA all the time. Um, but what's happening? Is he not seeing it? Is it a coverage thing? Is it a separation thing? That was my biggest worry from yesterday's game. So I was like, the Cowboys want to try to chip away at that and do something offensively to leave this with a score, and they got the C.D. Lamb rush touchdown. I didn't have a I didn't have a big problem with it. Of course, I'd be a hypocrite, and I'd be changing my opinion if something happened to one of the important guys in the fourth. Yeah, and I know Dak had said after the game he got asked about it. He's like, no, I wanted to be out there. Well, of course a, they yeah. do. Yeah, well, but he, he's, like, he's like, I wanted, I wanted to be out there. It was important for me to be out there. And, and I mean, look, yesterday Dak was not good. I think that the coverage they were giving you was meant to don't you, – you're not going to be able to hit anything over the top. And when they fell down like they did, you needed to hit some stuff at the top, and it wasn't going to be there. So I think they were probably, without looking at it, I think they were probably trying to develop some stuff. It wasn't there. They weren't getting enough pass protection long enough, and it ultimately led to what you saw. Were you screaming, Peyton, to get him out? Yeah, the game's out of reach. You know, when when you're up by 40, you take him out of the game. When you're down by 21 or whatever, 30 at the time, you take him out of the game. There was no competitive edge in that game There was unless you wanted him to boost his stats or finally get a touchdown in the rain, touchdown pass. But, no, you take him out of the game. Now, one other thing. What about you? Uh, no, I, 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 yeah, probably just take him out when it, when it gets as bad as I wasn't like you losing my mind, yeah. but it was just it was one of those where, especially in the rain, you losing your voice though. Yeah, yeah, especially in the rain. Jeez, it's hitting me. Right. Uh, especially in the rain, that's the thing because you you never know somebody could slip, could cause a knee to be a little wonky. That is a little dangerous. Now, what about in the rain though? Uh, because that's exactly what I'm saying. Yeah. Uh, one last year. We got we got time for it if you want to do it, or we can save it for later. I sent Peyton the clip of when we had asked Dan Quinn about can you coach physicality and toughness out of a defense. This is us when we yeah, talked we'll to him. We'll do McCarthy extension tomorrow. We we talked to Dan Quinn in training camp and asked him about hey, can you basically coach toughness out of players? Why I think it's important because uh, any good defense or any good team, and, and you guys know this, you better have an identity. And when all of our friends and our family and people watch us play, <clears throat> they better know exactly what it looks like. And uh, that you know should be a team that's you know one that's ball hawking and tackling. And, and that's where some of that toughness comes, not just at the line of scrimmage, but the way and the attitude that you tackle. So I would say, yes, you can coach someone up maybe one level, you know, to say he's at a he's a good competitor. And when you put him around great competitors, they can move up one. They probably won't go up two or three spots. So I'd say the reason I brought that up is I think that's also part when, you know, you get a chance to acquire somebody to be on the team. You want to make sure, hey, do they fit the standards and the identity that we want to be about? 
because if you don't, then you're kind of up and down as a group. But what the things that stand out to me, you know, amongst this defense and the fun part, we've had a few guys here that have been together for, you know, going on to our third year together. Um, that connection, that toughness, that competitiveness, it does go around the room. And so for the new guys coming in, these nine rookies uh, and uh, Steph as a you know new vet, you know, trying to prove that to say, yeah, I'm one in that group. So, I mean, based off of that, if they do have a toughness problem, it sounds like Dan Quinn's saying there's probably not much more you can get out of them. They they probably sort of are what they are. You can get a little bit, but there's not going to be a ton. And what have we really screwed up? A possibly amazing Monday night where we could have sat back and caught filthy, especially with them falling apart. Is the NFC East totally and completely over? Final hour, Cowboys Monday with Sean and Roberto next. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 